As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. Today, I have with me Katie Turner from The Fake Vegan. And what we want to do today is not only hear from Katie as far as her journey, her experience, and really how she's transitioned from corporate America life to starting her own business and what that means to her, but also the work that she's doing as a plant-based certified coach how she's out in the world, not only helping communities at large, but also helping the Black community, bringing holistic, sustainable advice to our community, as well as helping people along the way as they're making transitions, making decisions, and really making sure that people have the support they need to choose the right health path for them. So I'm excited to not only introduce you to Katie, everyone who's listening and watching, but also give maybe a little bit, get a little insight into her journey and how maybe the journey that she's been on, how it can inspire us all. So first off, thank you for being here with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here <laughs> and I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So let's get started with a little bit of just background information. Let's give everyone a little bit of understanding of where you are today in your journey. Um, I know we bring on different guests, you know, who have vegan backgrounds. We have some guests that have, you know, vegetarian backgrounds and so forth. So maybe give everyone a little bit of perspective on where you are today um, and where you focus and how you're helping people in the world. Yeah. So um, I am plant-based. I've been plant-based for over 10 plus years. I kind of grew up in that world. My parents are super healthy. Um, so they really kind of promoted fruits and vegetables and fresh um, foods all of my life. So I kind of grew up in this world. Uh, and then college happened, like everyone. <laughs> you know, you go to college and you just explore other avenues. Yes. Um, and so it wasn't until I uh, got diagnosed and everything um, that I became officially plant-based, uh, particularly vegetarian-focused. Um, I tried different avenues. Um, veganism was something I did for a while, but because of my health issues and things like that, I had to kind of switch up my diet. Um, but I've been plant-based for pretty much all my life. And I love the um, just like the way you feel when you eat healthier. Um, that's where I kind of preach to my community um, in terms of, you know, if you want to feel better, eat foods that will help you thrive and not just survive. Um, and so I think that that's kind of my my understanding of how to nourish yourself and how to really make sure you, um, you know, get the most out of your life is by putting in what you want to get out of it. So I'm definitely plant-based um, and I would love to be a strong advocate for the vegan community. I just, uh, because of my health own reasons, I am not. So yeah. Perfect. 
Perfect. Well, it's always good to hear everyone's background story because we're all walking down different paths. And I think the idea is that we always want to bring on guests that understand the vegan community, understand, like you said, the plant-based path, and also the importance of being on that path, the importance of what we put in our bodies, the importance of the choices that we make. So it's really good to have individuals like yourself on our show to not only you know, give people kind of background on individuals who've been mostly plant-based their entire life because it's a very different experience. You know, for someone like myself, I haven't always been vegan. Um, you know, I went vegan in 2005, um, but since then I've been vegan, but um, I wasn't always vegan. So understanding and hearing people's journeys, I think is really important and think it's really key. So yeah. maybe as we, oops, sorry. No, go ahead. I was agreeing. going to jump in there. <laughs> Um, So maybe as we continue forward, we've talked a little bit about your kind of background. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the business side. Let's talk about the business that you started. Um, Maybe rewind the clock for us a little bit and give us an idea of what you were doing before you started the Fake Vegan and what your kind of reason being was to transition from your previous roles or previous job into the current one. Sure. Um, so I started out, well, I went to undergrad at Howard University. I have to give my HBCU a shout out. Uh, so um, Howard University is where I studied um, fashion merchandising. And then I went into corporate retail uh, for eight years. Um, then I went on to study business at Columbia University while I was living in New York. And um, so that's kind of my background. And I really was focused on finance while I was working in corporate retail. Um, And it was great. I think that it just wasn't the lifestyle for me. Um, And when I say that, I mean, um, working really long hours, retail is very, you know, it fluctuates um, based off of the market. So, you know, you kind of have to be really quick to react. And it brought a lot of stress for me personally. Um, I had always had this, like in my early twenties, I had this really weird, like stomach issues. And like, I couldn't really figure out what was going on. I grew up with really severe allergies. So I kind of equated it to that. Um, but what I quickly learned is that through the stress of my job, it was actually hurting me personally and physically. Um, and so once I officially got, so I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, Um, once I got that official diagnosis, it was very clear to me that, um, the Westernized medicine, uh, traditional route was not for me. And I had to start exploring other avenues. Um, so that's kind of when I started learning about like the holistic medicine. So this is all kind of simultaneously happening. So I was going to work, you know, seven to seven, what it felt like, Mm -hmm. um, and really not creating a sustainable lifestyle for myself. And it was literally just making me sicker. Um, and so that's kind of my business side was really kind of gaining that knowledge set and understanding while I was grateful for the opportunities that I was giving. Um, I was living in a city where it was, you know, high traffic, a lot of people, a lot of energy transference when you walk outside in general. But then on top of that, I had a lot of stress from just working. And then on top of that, I had some health issues. So it was a kind of a layered piece But for my business side, I definitely gained all of my knowledge from um, the high level positions that I held in the corporate retail world. So I'm thankful for the experience that I had because it helped me um, create the fake vegan uh, and what it has become today. So 
Yeah. And I think that's important. I think a lot of times people forget how important it is to leverage our experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when we start businesses, when we start ideas, these are great, you know, green pastures or blank sheets of paper you can start with. But yeah. when you can leverage that past experience and pull it in, it can be really an amazing kind of jumping point for a business because you can use the systems that you learned. And also you can kind of cherry pick the best of the best and then incorporate that into the business that you dream of, as well as incorporate into a business that is truly built around helping people. And I think that's the key Right, is that some businesses are, you know, that's not their number one or their number two on the list. Um, and I think a lot of times with many of us who are creating our passion-based businesses or basic or creating businesses, the things we really want to contribute to the world, contribute to our communities. And if yeah. we can use the skills from corporate America, but couple that with our desire to help and make impact, I think it just makes an amazing like recipe um, for a, a great business. For sure. And I think that you have to create an exit strategy, right? Like it's not something that you just get up and start a business tomorrow and hope to live off of that business. There's, you know, your profitability doesn't gain right away, you know? So it's, it was definitely a learning experience. And I was very intentional about when I left corporate America, um, because I wanted to, like you said, be a sponge and kind of soak up this information and really kind of get my feet under me and get some kind of gaining and fellowship and, and just really a knowledge set before I just set foot off into the world of entrepreneurship, uh, which can be very scary, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that if your purpose outweighs your, um, you know, pain, then you definitely will succeed in anything that you do. So perfect. Well, while we're talking about the business, talking about since you've been in business for a while, do you yeah. want to give us a little perspective? What it's like a day in your shoes? What it's like? And let's go pre-COVID pandemic and all that. Let's give everyone kind of a sense of what your day was like, what you would do, how you were spending time with your customers or clients. And then give me the contrast of what kind of happened post-COVID. And then we'll we'll get into eventually how you you pivoted as well. Sure. So the fake vegan, like I said, mentioned, it started three years ago. Um, and it was really out of necessity. I, uh, like I said, I was really sick at the time and, um, was looking at alternative holistic healing methods. Uh, and so it kind of started out of this idea of a lot of my Instagram friends and followers were, um, you know, watch the uh, documentary, what the health. And on Netflix and, and everybody became a vegan, like literally instantly after that, everybody became vegan. They were like, I'm going to do this. This is my life commitment. And it, while it was admirable, it wasn't sustainable. And so I remember thinking to myself, how do I help people create sustainable, holistic health? Um, and what does that look like? And so I started the Fake Vegan as a blog and just a resource base for people to come and kind of uh, map my experience. Um, and so I was at the time really deep into traditional Chinese medicine. I was seeing a holistic doctor for my personal needs. Um, and then uh, out of that, I kind of just my knowledge set expanded as I was traveling the world and things like that. I picked up on different holistic healing methods that were working for me. And it was crazy because I remember being like, I paid this much money for treatments. 
when I literally could have been eating like this. Um, and I feel 10 times better doing this and I feel wiped out when I'm doing this. So it was really kind of scales like leveled in front of me. And it, at one point, uh, my holistic, uh, uh, medicine doctor was like, listen, you have to either make a decision. Like you can't live a split life anymore. You have to either really commit yourself to holistic healing or you can just go off and, and you'll be feeling this way for the rest of your life. And I was diagnosed in my early 20s so I'm like you know 22 23 I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> like you know what I mean like yeah. I'm I'm healthy like all yeah. my friends where we can go out and we can have fun and and it wasn't the case for me my body just does not metabolize stress the way that others do and um so for me the earlier part of the fake vegan really was just kind of me journaling and in in a really real way of just helping myself get through it um, and sharing the knowledge that I was gaining uh, over time. Cause I was really, uh, I became really frustrated because I was like, yo, like this is really easy information. Um, you know, by doing X, Y, and Z, I'm feeling so much better and I'm not spending thousands of dollars. And I think that it's particularly in the black community, we don't get that resource set. Yes. Um, and it's so unfortunate, but I really wanted it to, it's really what propelled me to uh, start the fake vegan and really grow it to what it was. So uh, the first two years was really based off of just this idea of making sure people heal. So I just kind of posted on the blog and it was what it was. Um, Over the last, I would say year and a half, it has grown into something that I never expected it to. So I've done wealthy tours. I've, you know, gone and done public speaking events. Um, But what I really am proud of is my one-on-one work with my clients. So I'm starting, I started to take clients about a year ago and um, just really doing internal work with them, um, either emotional mapping and really kind of helping them understand like the mental piece of it. Um, and while I'm a person who goes to therapy regularly, I preach that uh, to everybody. And I want everybody to know that the real connection between your mind body is something serious. Um, and so you're a community. And without that, you know, your your work will be for not so yeah absolutely absolutely let's touch on one other thing you brought up was really kind of the conversion of you know this holistic health idea and our our lovely wonderful black community mm-hmm. you know how that information is just not as readily available yeah. is not sometimes giving its opportunity to be voiced um, even in communities that are advocates, you know, for um, for others, it's not talked about. You know, sometimes we're not seen. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, opportunity. I would say, if I put it in a very positive light. But I'd love to just talk about if you have any personal feelings about where and what you think we should all be doing next. How do we make sure that this information is getting to our own communities? How do we pass this information out? How do we make sure people understand that there is an opportunity for us to really make sure we're looking at our health holistically so that our community is not, you know, continuing to be plagued by a lot of diseases um, that are in some cases reversible? 
Yeah. So a lot of that, I think, goes back to um, just the the piece of the diseases being, you know, present in our community goes back to the lot of trauma and the emotional state that we undergo as Black people in this country. Um, And a lot of times you don't even realize it. You know, the microaggressions of the world happen, but that actually is energy that is affecting you, even though you don't react to it. Um, does not mean that it doesn't affect you. So I think that it's important for people of color and Black people specifically is to really remember that you have to protect yourself. And I think um, by doing that, uh, I think for me, rewind a little bit, but I think for me, when I started doing that, it really kind of helped me gain an understanding of what it is to really thrive Um, and not just exist or live. Um, And when I say thrive, I mean, you get up every single day and whatever you're doing, you're actively present. There's a difference between being present, you can be present in a space, but not listen, or being actively present in your life. And I want Uh, people of color and Black people in particular to really come away with that. So I I did a lot of work when I first got diagnosed of seeking out different, because it was really out of necessity for me. So I was like digging under every rock. I was like, what can I do to feel better? I can't live like this. Um, And I was so young at the time. I really had to go out and Google was my best friend. And I talked to different people. Um, I researched everything under the sun. But what was great about where we are now in a space is that technology has even propelled us even further to be able to reach our audiences, right? So you can go on Instagram and find five different people you want to really follow and focus on so that your narrative um, as a person of color in this country is not only being told, but it's being transformed. How do you make sure that you maintain your light personally while spreading it to others? Um, so I encourage people to always like go use Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, follow different mainstreams that um, help you really thrive. Um, and while you can't necessarily protect yourself from all of the triggering images, you can surround yourself with a community that will help you heal at the end of the day. Um, so really be conscious about the information that you intake, right? So take those news breaks. So if we want to stay informed, maybe do only do it for 10 minutes a day, uh, if that, um, and then log off. It's okay. Um, I think in terms of health, uh, in terms of nutrition, I would say, um, really kind of take a step back and, and understand, what what foods will really make me thrive? What foods will really make me feel better versus the ones that I know that aren't really, they're all processed foods. I always say a good rule of thumb, if it didn't grow from the ground, it's probably not that healthy, right? And I think a lot of people, I tell a lot of my clients tell me, what, I don't want to give up X, Y, and Z. I'm like, but that's where you have to switch the mentality piece, right? Yeah that is where you have to start thinking. You're not actually giving this up. You're actually switching it out for something greater. Um, so I think that for as a person, um, a woman of color um, and an, an entrepreneur, I think that it's very important for us to continue that narrative to people 
um, as particularly black people. And then as we are going out and hitting these streets and, you know, fighting for our rights, um, I think it's really important to, um, find somebody that can be your, your, uh, haven. Right. So I have a therapist. Um, a lot of people have been seeking out therapy and things like that, but sometimes if you don't, can't afford a therapist or whatever, Find a person that has the mental space. First, ask them, do you have mental space for me to, to share with you, you know, what I'm going through today? Yeah. And if they do, um, you know, have that conversation. And even sometimes just getting it out will allow you to do a self-reflection. Um, so those are kind of like some tools and techniques that we can use, utilize as a Black community to really kind of create um, sustainable, holistic health. Um, and it's not going to be easy, but you're re you're, I always say that you're undoing a DNA, you're changing your DNA by eating healthier and, you know, drinking water on a daily basis, you are changing your DNA and that's going to affect other people down the line, your ancestors and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's what a lot of people can do as um, Black ownership, but I think that at the end of the day, if we come together as a community, we can really heal. Absolutely. And I love the, not only focus on healing and the idea that we have to not only be aware, speak out, take action, but we have to heal. We have mm-hmm. to kind of move through some of these moments and figure out who and what we want to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also like what you're saying around how important it is to not only, you know, have a community, have support, follow people that you want to hear from to make sure your feed is sending the right message to you. Um, I think a lot of times people sometimes will mismanage their social media feeds and they have content and data that's coming at them that doesn't doesn't necessarily help them. It's just either all trigger based or fired up or, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not putting in the, the, the positive energy that they would need to kind of get through um, a lot of these times. And mm-hmm. I also like what you're saying about, you know, if you are going to have someone, and I really think as entrepreneurs, we all need a person to talk to. We need a person that we yeah. can vent a little bit with. We need a person that can kind of hear our story. So anyone out there that either is entrepreneurs listening, becoming an entrepreneur, if you don't have that person, please. Yeah make sure you do it. But I also like that you said, ask them if they have the mental space to do it. Because I think sometimes we forget that, and I don't know your thoughts on there. I think sometimes we forget that we have to find someone who really can help us with our baggage. You know, we kind of show up with all our bags and then we just put it down in front of them. And that person's like, I already got 50 bags. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do with all yours right now? Exactly. We've got to find the right person who can truly help us, you know, with what we're going through and they have the space yeah. for it. And I think like you have to almost have like maybe three or four different people. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta you definitely have to create a tribe because yeah. at the end of the day, you never really know what other people are going through. Um and you know, people don't always aren't as transparent. And so sometimes I know I'll ask my friend, I'm like, do you have the mental space? And I can tell right away she doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I 
you have to switch gears. You know what I mean? And so you you want to be able to find someone where you can release. Um, but you also you also definitely don't want to leave your bags just on top of them for them to then have to find another person. To get. It's like the traveling bags, right? Like you have to you have to figure out how do you unpack your bag without um, becoming a hoarder in somebody else's house. Absolutely. I think that is so key and so important um, for people to realize. So yeah, wrapping up today's interview, I don't want to take you, keep you too long, um, but I've been really enjoying not only our time together, but a lot of the advice that you've been offering. Any other thoughts on, especially the business side, meaning as we're all kind of been feeling out the rest of what 2020 is going to be like, what we think the rest of our year may be like, and especially since many of us are kind of digesting the sobering news that, you know, we're not all going to just get back to the way it was Mm -hmm. um, so quickly that this may, you know, we may be in some of these spaces for a while. Do you have some recommendations or any thoughts on what you're planning to do for the rest of 2020 from a business standpoint or entrepreneur standpoint to sure. kind of keep your business afloat, keep your business um, going, and um, and also how you may have to continue to pivot as we navigate all these waters? Yeah, I think you said it right there, pivot, right? So I actually left my corporate career uh, back in March, right? But like literally a week before New York shut down, I moved back to the DC area where I'm originally from. And I, my plan was I was going to travel the world this year. I was like, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to travel the world. I've already had my clients set up virtually. So I'm going to just go and start in Asia and then work my way around the world. Wow. Well, quickly. <laughs> and it, it was hard for me as a business owner because I really wanted to, my purpose for travel was really to um, increase my knowledge set of holistic healing. Um, I was going to do a lot of different certifications and things and studying under um, experts, because I don't think I'm an expert, <laughs> but uh, uh, other experts that in areas that I want to grow my knowledge set. Um, and so that was my purpose for traveling. And so when it didn't happen, that disappointment set in. Um, and so I think there was a lot of, um, for me personally, a lot of emotional suppression. So what I had to do was work through as a business owner, instead of suppressing my emotions. So emotional suppression just means that you take the emotion of frustration, which was what my feeling was, and you really kind of dig it down and just become super productive. Well, the work that I was doing while it was productive, we have this idea that productivity means movement. And that's not really what it means. But uh, while while I felt like I was being productive, I was actually hurting myself. So I took some time off and took some a couple of weeks there to just create space between myself and my business. And um, you know, I didn't take as many clients, and I kind of shut everything down and just took some weeks off for myself. Now I'm thankful enough that I was able to do that and still sustain my business. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't have that option, but I would say that going forward in 2020, being able to pivot is very necessary, but pivoting in a space where you are being um, productive in the sense that it will help your business and not just being busy, right? So you want to find a space and a balance of, I want to be productive. I want to be meaningful to my business and not just create to create. 
Um, and what does that really look like? Because that's when the sustainability of your business, I think, shines through more than anything else. And when I took those weeks off, I started back and taking more clients and my business started exploding. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm in a great space and I, you know, I'm, my profitability is coming up and things like that. So it's been, um, fortunate enough that it was a quick turnaround for me, but I would say to other business owners, be patient with yourself, um, as a business owner. Um, it's going to be not just for the rest of this year, but I would think for a couple years for our economy to kind of really recover and get back to the way it was. Um, so I would say focus on doing meaningful work uh, for, for the rest of the year and, and even years after. Um, meaningful work in the sense that you might not take as many clients, but you will be giving them your best self, right? So that you can preserve yourself. Um, and and just do your research. I think that there's other other avenues that you can help generate your own profit without actually having to, you know, go into work or, you know, do, you know, the face-to-face aspect. So get creative in that virtual sense. But I mean, we're going to have to be going through this for several, several months now and just the adaptability um, and the sustainability piece of it is very, very important for, for business owners. So I'm thankful to have been able to make that adjustment quickly but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting rest of the year for sure. Yes, it definitely is going to be interesting. We'll yeah. see how things go. But definitely, I think, as you said it perfectly, as we focus on meaningful work, meaningful activities, um, and being really showing up for the clients that we do have, um, I think is, is really key. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for spending yeah. a little bit of time with me today. Of course. Thank and- you for having me. Absolutely. And let's, before we wrap up, do you want to give everyone your social media handles as well as your yeah. website? Yeah. So I'm um, on the uh, Instagram as at underscore the fake vegan. Um, that's kind of where I play most of the time, but uh, I also have my website. It's going to be launching next Friday. So it's at um, www.thefakevegan.com. Um, in the meantime, if you're trying to reach me and you don't have either of those avenues, feel free to email me. Um, it is the fake vegan, um, number two at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, yes. thank you so much. Once thank again. you so much. This is great having you here. Thank you everyone who watched us live. And if you're watching this as a replay, as always, we love comments and questions. We always follow up on all the different platforms. So don't worry about where you're listening, whether this is watching us or on our podcast. Please let us know what you think. Please let us know if you agree. Please let us know if we've helped you, inspired you, or in any way maybe helped you have a better day. Um, always subscribe to our platforms, whether you're on the podcast or you're in social media. And also if you enjoyed today's interview, please hit up that like button. Let us know. We always love to get that positive reinforcement. So thank you everyone for joining us. We're going to wrap up today. Thank you so much, Katie, for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.